The following program is intended to provide general information only, and its host, Tim Decker, recommends that you always seek competent professional guidance for financial, legal, and tax advice, as everyone's specific needs are unique. WHP Talk Radio 580 now presents Financial Freedom with Tim Decker from ISI Financial Group. A full hour of sleep well at night financial guidance from an experienced financial advisor. Talking about This is your financial show, Central PA. Financial Freedom on WHP Talk Radio 580. Well, good morning. Tim Decker here with you. Let me give you the phone number here. Uh, if you'd like to speak with me during Financial Freedom here, I'd love to hear from you. Anything that's on your mind as it pertains to your investments, IRAs, Roth IRAs, Stocks, bonds, mutual funds, insurance, annuities, 401k plans, 403b plans, thrift savings plans, mutual funds, ETFs, anything. If it's important to you, I make it a priority to make it important to me because it's my goal here to be your trusted resource for financial truths. You can reach me here, 717-540-0580. That's 717-540-0580. And anywhere else, toll free, it's 800-724-5801. That's 800-724-5801. Or, as always, you can email me here live during the program by emailing ffradio at comcast.net. That's FF as in financial freedom, ffradio at comcast.net. Well, we have lots of news. We've got North Korea. We have tariff talks. And we have volatility that is continuing on in the markets. Some of the things I want to talk about relative to all that this morning, as well as anything that you'd like to d discuss, um, of course, what I one of the things I definitely want to hit hit on is I have discussed with you in the past the concept of financial fire drills. I want to dive, uh, dive. I want to dive a little bit more in depth into that and what that means, and really get into the emotional aspect of it and even look at it from the perspective of an emotional financial fire drill. Because one of the things that I've really stressed over the years here on this show is that successful investing is 1% intellectual and 99% temperamental or behavioral. Let me say that again. Successful investing is only about 1% intellectual, but it's 99% temperamental or behavioral. And because we have seen that borne out in one study after another, 
common sense says if that indeed is the case, if indeed how you behave, the decisions that you can control, and the decisions then that ultimately you make, if indeed that's responsible for 99% of your long-term successful investing experience, shouldn't that be where most of the focus is? Well, absolutely, because that has obviously the biggest impact. And when you think about investing overall, everything falls down into one of two areas. There are things that you can control and there are things that you can't control. And one of the most helpful exercises you can ever do is in working with your financial advisor, assuming you have a good 100% fee-only financial advisor, not fee-based. Remember, fee-based is the worst of all worlds. You can be charged a fee and you can be sold products for which you have to pay commissions as well. So just a reminder, you always want to make sure that you are working with and have something in writing outlining that you are working with a 100% fee-only advisor. But in working with your advisor, or if you're attempting to go it alone, one of the single best exercises you can do is to think about everything that's involved when it comes to the world of investing. And on one side of the paper, list all of those things that you can control. And on the other side, also list things that you cannot control. And the reason that is important is it ties back to what I was just saying. If successful investing is 1% intellectual or knowledge and it's 99% temperamental or behavioral, by listing things that you can control and things that you cannot control when you're done, you obviously then are going to focus on the list of the things that you can control. Some of the things on that list are investing from a tax-wise and a tax-strategic st standpoint, looking to avoid short-term capital gains when possible, looking, if you're in a higher tax bracket, looking to hold assets that are tax inefficient, such as bonds and bond funds in your tax deferred accounts, like your IRAs and your 401ks, and holding tax efficient investments, such as stocks and stock funds in taxable accounts, and holding in accounts that are tax free, such as Roth accounts, investments that provide the highest long-term expected return. Things such as emerging market funds, as an example. But those are conscientious choices that you can make as it pertains to taxes. Another thing relating to taxes is perhaps looking at doing Roth conversions at times when you're in a lower 
tax brackets than what you expect you may be in the future. You can control that choice. Now, obviously, we recommend that you work with a great tax advisor who can help you do that analysis. But again, that is a decision that you ultimately control. What about when you're reinvesting dividends or you're adding to your investments in taxable accounts? Do you keep track of every lot, every share price that you pay when you reinvest, whether it be dividends or by adding to your investments? One of the smart strategies is to not only keep track, but then when a time comes that you start making withdrawals from your taxable accounts, you want to look to sell first those lots that, that have the highest cost basis, those that you paid the most for and thus have the least gains can help you save taxes as well. So just taxes alone and focusing on that can add, in some cases, as much as 1% a year to your bottom line returns. And if you're working with a good advisor, just focusing on that can pay for your advisor's fee many, many times over. We're going to go to our first break. When we come back, we're going to pick back up, and we're going to talk more about things that you can control, things that you should focus on. And then, time permitting, we'll talk about things that you cannot control. Thus, it's a waste of time to even think about and if we don't get through all of them we'll pick it back up next week again if you have anything you'd like to ask of me don't be shy you can reach me here 717-540-0580 that's 717-540-0580 or toll free 800-724-5801 or you can email me ffradio at comcast.net i'm tim decker and this is where we look out for your best interest, not the interest of Wall Street. We'll be right back. A lot of financial advisors won't want you to hear what we say. This is the financial show that represents you, not Wall Street. This is Financial Freedom with Tim Decker on WHP again want to say a big thank you thank you for making us part of your saturday morning and uh, i will continue to do my very best to provide you with objective evidence-based unbiased information in my effort to truly look out for you as the consumer and help you make ultimately wise financial decisions we have dave from enola good morning dave how are you sir how are you doing, Tim? Good. How can I help you? Yeah, I just want to preface my remarks on uh, the fact that I love your sagacious knowledge about uh, 
financial investment. I listen to you religiously. But I want to hearken back to about three, I guess it's three months ago. Okay. And you were talking about gold, and you were chastising all the idiots that were think that's their, <laughs> you know, their salvation. And I hate to be a nitpicker, and I agree with everything you said about it. It's 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 an awful exchange medium. It's way so much, and you know it's. You know, <laughs> yeah. intrinsically, it does not have no value, but that's the one thing that stuck in my mind. You said, intrinsically, it possesses no value. Okay. But it does in one aspect. Gold has real value in the electronics market. Being an extremely stable element, the only value that gold has, and it's not in an investment or an exchange medium, it's it's the best conductor of electricity that we know of. All these manufacturers that produce connectors, they'll coat that in gold because it does not tarnish. It conducts electricity far superior than 99.9% copper. The only problem is we can't make our wires that conduct electricity out of gold. It's twice as heavy, 10 times more expensive. So even that one space probe they sent out they made that disc out of gold because it will not tarnish. And I just wanted to be a nitpicker. No, <laughs> I no, understand um, that. No, no. But I, 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 I even have your book, and I, I had my wife go to the signing because I had to work, and I said, I got to have Tim's book. <laughs> you know? well. But there is intrinsic value in it, but it's only in the electronics industry. I used to be in the chemical industry, uh, the industrial chemical industry, and we sold a lot of chemicals to outfits that were doing gold reclamation and, uh, uh, you know, from scrap electronics. And that was back when the gold price was high. And, of course, when that fell, then, you know, there was not much value there, you know, because the chemicals are very expensive. They use a lot of cyanides and stuff to, you know, flock the gold out of the the solution. But, right, uh, right. no, I just wanted to point that out there. No, I, uh, you I, know, I think I... I I, I think what I hear you saying, Dave, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, in your opinion, because it has a v very valuable usage, that then infers that it has some intrinsic value. Is that what, what you're saying? Yeah, I, I, I think that, uh, you know, until mankind develops a superconductor, it has a place 
and uh, you know, in the electronics industry, it, it, it really is the best conductor of electricity. Right, right, right. I, I, I completely, completely understand and agree with your conclusion there from a usage standpoint. However, and... As an exchange medium, it stinks. <laughs> right, right. Um, in, in, but because it does have a very valuable use, um, in all due respect and in the spirit of love, I will say <laughs> that that does not equal intrinsic value. Let me just read something right now that I haven't front of me here um, if you look up the definition of intrinsic value and I'm reading this from Wikipedia let me just read what it says in finance intrinsic value refers to the value of a company stock currency or product determined through fundamental analysis without reference to its market value it is also frequently called fundamental value. It is ordinarily calculated by summing the discounted future income generated by the asset to obtain the present value. So by that definition within the context of finance of intrinsic value, how can we even come up with what its value is if that in some way is predicated upon a discounted future income generated by a yellow piece of gold. It's, it does not have any future income. Well, as always, Tim, every Saturday I get schooled. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree with you, brother. <laughs> no, but, 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 know, but if, 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 you know, when I'm assembling my uh, quality stereo system, I want gold connectors on my no, lead. I got, I got you. Uh, you know what I'm saying? No, no, and, no. And, I, and I, me, I, that's I intrinsic value. I completely you know, understand It's not going to make me money. It's going to cost me money. I understand that. But <laughs> we are no, all I... animals of our passions, are we not? No, I, I, I appreciate you teaching me just how valuable it can be as a conductor. Um, that sounds, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. But within the context and definition of intrinsic value being tied to something that is priced based upon a future expectation of some sort of income that it's going to provide, um, strictly within that context is what I mean when I talk about intrinsic values. So right, is... and, and I kind of assumed that. Okay, but okay. Yeah, I just wanted to be a nitpicker. No, you know? no, no. I, I no, love I, the show. I appreciate it. I appreciate no, and, your input. And, and I just had to point out there, you know, there there is value there oh, in that that cheap, you know, that that metal right. that will not bond with other products. So you can, you know, create 
a hybrid, but it, 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 it's intrinsically not going to – it's so stable. Even silver will tarnish. Hmm. Gold will not. And that's what the whole alchemist thing was. They were trying to develop gold out of something else, and okay. they cannot okay. do it. Very good to know, and Dave, I appreciate your insights and informing me on some things, and uh, as always, I'll be here. If I can help you with anything, give us a call anytime, and it was great talking with you. I yeah, really it was a treat talking with you, Tim. Thanks a lot. All right, Dave. Have an awesome Have weekend. Have a good one. Okay. I will say, um, if we're going to, uh, just as a quick follow-up, um, within Dave's context or definition of because it has some excellent usage and uh, is quite applicable for conducting energy, um, I will offer something else, Dave. I can tell you it does have some value for me personally as it puts a big smile on my wife's face whenever she gets some gold jewelry. <laughs> All right, we're going to go to the news break. When we come back, we'll pick right back up. We're going to continue talking about what are things that you can control and thus you should focus on as we uh, continue to discuss the theme that successful investing is 1% intellectual and 99% temperamental and or behavioral don't go anywhere we'll be right back whp 580 cbs 21 first warning weather Neurologist chris nallen currently 73 at whp 580 sleep well at night financial guidance from an experienced financial advisor this is your financial show, Central PA. Financial freedom on WHP 580. Once again, here's Tim. All right, welcome back. Tim Decker here, Financial Freedom. We are the only radio show here in South Central Pennsylvania where we approach things and we bring things to you from the foundation of a fee-only scenario. Let's go to the phones. Let's go to New Oxford. We have Bill. Good morning, Bill. How can I help you, sir? Tim, I got a question. You always say about buying low-cost index funds. Does that mean the price of them or the expense of them? Well, <laughs> that was a good one. That's a good one. Um what we what we can control, and this ties right into what I was just talking about, is when I say low-cost index funds, what I mean, uh, Bill, is index funds that have explicit low expense ratios, such as those from Vanguard, Fidelity has some as well, Schwab has some. But, no, yeah, what I'm talking about is those with – extremely low expense ratios because unfortunately and a lot of people are not aware of this there are some expensive index funds out there there are some broker sold index funds that the expenses 
sometimes can be as high as, you know, 0.75 or 75 basis points or three quarters of a percent versus, say, a low cost index fund from Vanguard. Some of those you can get, you know, as low as, you know, like five basis points. So there's a big disparity there. But no, what I'm talking about is those that are that have a low, low expense ratio, no commissions. And uh, obviously, if you if you can buy them at a low share price, that's also nice. But uh, that one you have no control over, but uh, the expenses you do. Okay, thanks. You're welcome. Have a great day. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. I got an email here. Uh, let me see if I can get to this real quick here. Let's see here. Head it up. Right there we go. Okay. Um, got an email from Randy. Randy says, Tim, I'd like to hear you talk about self-directed IRAs, how they work, how to set one up, and what are good investment options besides stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. What a self-directed IRA is, Randy, it is nothing more than you opening up an IRA account at a custodian, such as a TD Ameritrade or Schwab or Vanguard, Fidelity, your choice. You open up that account, and you then direct, thus the phrase self-directed, you then direct and choose the investments that you're going to own in that IRA. So self Directed means you get to direct how your money is invested, and then the custodian executes those trades for you, and they hold it on your behalf. How they work, well, that's how they work. Uh, you ask how to set one up. Very simple. Just contact the custodian of your choice. Let them know you want to open up a IRA. It can be a Roth IRA. It can be a regular IRA. And uh, then you decide what to invest it in. Now, when you said, what are good investment options besides stocks, bonds, and mutual funds? Um, you, there, there are many different types of asset classes that I would recommend that you consider investing in. But the stock and the bond and the mutual fund are nothing more than the vehicle that allows you to have an investment in whatever that bond. If it's a bond, you're making a loan to somebody. If it's a stock, you're becoming part owner of the company. If it's a mutual fund, it can be a stock fund, it can be a bond fund, but essentially with a mutual fund, it's you pooling your money together with thousands and thousands of other investors so now there's millions of dollars and then the mutual fund manager picks and chooses the stocks or bonds that are going to be in that fund relative to what its stated objective is and as to what's spelled out in the prospectus my recommendations for almost everyone is to use low-cost index funds if you're going to be doing this on your own or if you're fortunate enough to have access to a investment advisor fee only investment advisor such as our firm we have access to non-retail funds that are not available to 
retail investors, but they're institutional, which allows them to do some things that the retail funds are not able to. So, but in building that, you should own some stocks, you should own some bonds, make sure the bonds are nothing but investment grade and government bonds, stay away from high yield, which is code for junk bonds, and then within the stock part of it, I'd recommend some U.S., some international, some emerging markets, some large companies, some small companies, some value. The news you want to know. China. The biggest trade war ever. We're going to win it. The news. The Supreme Court. You need to know. Resignation of Scott Pruitt. The water indicates going to fill up. Stay in the know. These children are scared. News Radio WHP 580.